never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Hi guys, welcome back to my Steps of Sobriety, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is another fantastic day because I've got Nico Lagan with me and I'm looking forward to it. And, and whilst I'm doing that, yes, of course, he is a Muay Thai instructor, but he is so much more. He is a man who is kicking ass. He is a man who is really trying to put his, his, he tries to, to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. He is trying to become a better man every single day. And he has made huge progress. And I want to figure out, hell, where did he start? How did he go about? And more importantly, where is he going? <laughs> we can so much learn from each other. And today is a day where I've got a feeling I will grow quite a bit. Nico, welcome to my show, my man. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure purpose that is really you uh and i agree 100 that there's the one thing that we so often forget about or never as men really find out is what is our purpose and that often only comes to us when life comes to a grinding hold due to either you develop cancer or something else your your marriage falls apart a, a, a traumatic accident, something happens, and then we suddenly have the two by four in front of our head and think, what the fuck? And yeah, that's often a bit late. And you actually have thought about it long enough. So, man, how did you come about actually focusing on purpose in your life? You know, the to me, the greatest teacher is pain and suffering. Only through hitting rock bottom do you really are you really forced to put your life into perspective into when nothing goes well you have the opportunity to analyze what the fuck is happening mm. to really take all the bullshit aside take all the the distractions and really focus on what happened what can you do right now and what's the next step Mm. Only through pain can you actually, unfortunately, I have to say that it's unfortunate that we need to go through pain in order to come to those conclusions. But unfortunately, as human beings, we're pretty stupid and we only, we're lazy. We adapt when we are forced to adapt. Correct. We don't adapt because we want to, because for most people, adapting, evolving is the hardest thing they'll ever do. Exactly. So true. Because we are, we are used to where we are, even if it is uncomfortable, but you at least you know the devil that you know. Okay, so to actually suddenly try to, to do something new, ah, uh, nah, better not. And there are enough voices around you and often inside of yourself who tell you, nah, 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 nah. the naysayers in you and out there. <laughs> that is, oof, that, that, that's a subject that I, that I hold to heart because this is one of the things that stops most people is external forces. Instead of looking within, they look outside of them, mm. which is, it, I don't wanna say that it's wrong, but it is wrong because we are mostly surrounded by people that don't know what they want. Yeah, They don't know who they are. And not only that, but they're jealous of success. They, yeah. a lot of the people around you, around anybody that's listening, want you to stay small because if you stay small you're staying at the same level as them the day you start growing 
you're putting it in their faces that it is in their power to change and people don't like responsibilities. They like to blame others for their problems instead of looking in the mirror and admitting to themselves that my life sucks because I suck. (laughs) Beautiful. But you're right. But it's the only way. And again, I think that's why we're pain is such a great teacher because we need to go through those painful realization to know that it is our actions that Mm. put us where we are. We, you don't choose the card you were dealt when you're born. You don't choose your parents. You don't choose the society or the culture in which you're born, but you do choose how to play those cards. You do choose, you know, to me, there's three things we control. We control our emotions, we control our actions, and we control our reactions. Mm. Emotions, nobody gives a fuck about your emotions except you. So learn to control them. Learn to master them because there's nothing weaker than a man that is controlled by his emotion. <laughs> Somebody that is easily affected by outside sources is very easily controllable by others. Mm. Your actions are the step that you take every day, the decision that you make on a daily basis to say, this is what I'm going to do today. It doesn't matter that it's getting ready to go to work. It doesn't matter what it is. It needs to be conscious. You need to be aware of what you're doing because this is the biggest thing you control is your actions. And then I like to put reaction in their own space because action is normally taken when you're not under pressure, when you're in a more relaxed state of mind. Reaction is under fire. What do you do automatically without thinking due to an external force? Traffic being the best example, and I use it all the time. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. Most people react very aggressively. Most people have automatic reactions that they don't even think about. But it is important to us to realize that those actions or those reactions are extremely dangerous. Like a, a few years ago, I'm, I'm going to a customer meeting. I'm there with a sales guy. We're about to meet one of our biggest customers. And in the parking lot, there's a guy that's not paying attention. He's double park talking to somebody on the side um, and he's not paying attention. And for some reason, I was looking at him and I knew that he wasn't paying attention. So as I'm going next to him, I'm paying attention and he just cuts me off. He never looked. He just speed up and all, almost hit me. So I just hit the, um, I just took the horn a bit just to let him know, hey, bro, I'm right here. Like, be careful. Please don't hit me, basically. The guy just loses it. The guy just starts screaming, giving me the fingers, calling me names. He's angry. He's angry, angry, angry. I park, I park my car and my 20 years of martial art has taught me to never turn your back on somebody that's angry. So I faced him. I went and I talked to him. Mm-hmm. Big boy, I, I'm, six, I'm six foot one. I probably weigh about 200, 205 pounds. He's probably 6'4", 240, 260. And he's just livid. He is just ripping into me, calling me names, calling me this, threatening me. And I'm just sitting, I'm just standing there looking at him and I'm imagining in all the ways in which I could break him. This is all I'm thinking. So I'm ready for him to do something. I'm paying attention 
to his hands especially, but I'm not paying attention to what he's saying. I'm just in my head, I'm calm, but I'm prepared. Mm-hmm. And like 99% of guys out there, he's just a dog that likes to bark. He didn't do shit. He just blah, 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 blah. And eventually like a toddler, he tired himself out of screaming, get, <laughs> got back in his car and he left. But the point I'm trying to make is that my sales rep was right there. I didn't even notice that he was there, but he was right at the entrance of the building looking at me. So he saw the whole thing. And when I met with him, he's like, how the fuck did you stay so calm? How did you not get scared? How did you not Mm. beat him up? Because I used to fight in the ring and he knows that. But he's like, how did you stay so calm? And then we went into the building and the customer we were meeting also saw the altercation and could not believe how stoic I stayed under pressure. Imagine that that would have been five or 10 years prior to that when I was very angry <laughs> and I would have, I, I would have, I wouldn't have, I would have got out the car. I would have broke him right there before he had any chance to do anything. That means I would have lost my job. I could have ended up in prison. I could have lost the contract for my company. I could have put one of our biggest customer in a situation where they had to legally go after the company because I was representing the company. So with one single stupid reaction, I could have changed the course of my life. Instead, I did nothing, which is for most people, the hardest thing to do is to do nothing. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. But then again, you need to be going in your mind through such scenarios. Uh, and that is where your training, I guess my training in the past equally, uh, prepared us for that. You in your mind, you have broken this man uh, a thousand times over before you ever met the man. And yep. but you also played those those situations through, you knew what was the likely outcome, if you indeed um, took the first step, or even the second step, if you responded, still, you would be in trouble. So it is, it is this mental preparedness, the situation, the, well, there's so much we could say about that. But that was the situational awareness, something that is so foreign to so many people nowadays, who are on their, their whatever, Tinder, yep. swipe right, left, or Candy Crush, whatever it is, uh, there is no situational awareness around us. Um, and that there's no problem. awareness at all yeah, full stop yeah exactly like situational awareness is beautiful because it's one of the best skills martial art will teach you mm. but we don't even have self-awareness yeah we don't have awareness of our actions we don't have awareness of we don't pay attention to anything it looks like we live our life in an automatic state mm. that is get up get ready for be- get ready to go to work go to work work come back home watch netflix and fall asleep there's no thought process that's put into your full day and most people live for their weekends so not only are there five days completely automatic they only have two days a week where they actually do stuff that they might enjoy mm-hmm. or they might not so we're not aware of most of our life so how can we be aware of who we are? How could we be aware of what our purpose is? Because to me, especially for men, we need to.
to have purpose. We need to have a duty. Mm. A life without purpose for a man is meaningless. I don't understand the point. What's the point of living if you don't participate actively or consciously into making this world a better place? What's the point? Mm. Might as well shoot yourself right now and get over it. True. Having said that, to be a devil's advocate here, um, when you are coming into the workforce, and especially once you actually get those stupid thoughts as a, as a teenager slash early 20s yep. out of your, your way, you actually now have a family, you want to work for them, you want to be uh, the provider, the, 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 the good guy out there. So you're kicking ass, you are doing the extra overtime to bring the money home, you are doing not just the work life balance bullshit, you go straight for, you know, power. And that means 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 hours a week. And but that is defined in your mind as doing the right thing, doing a work but life balance purpose, that but, is not, not, but not there. The, but there's to me, there's two different purposes, there's two stage, there's two extremely technically there's three, but we lost the first one. To me, there's three stages in a in a man's life. There's the stage between men between a boy and manhood there's the stage between becoming a man and becoming a good man yeah. and then there's a third stage between becoming a good man and becoming a great man so unfortunately the first part we've lost it and i'm this is the next thing i want to work with is to try to bring rite of passages back mm. unlike women that become unlike girls that become women by the ability of being able to reproduce men boys become men by proving themselves to their community by proving that they are ready for responsibilities that will help others so rites of passages were with us for thousands of years where we had a specific moment in time to tell a boy you need to go through this in order to become a man and once you've become a man, we will celebrate you for becoming a man and you will be recognized as a man yeah. and given the responsibilities that you deserve now that you are a man. This is the first step that is missing right now. Mm -hmm. And men are 28 years old now and they're eternal teenagers. They still haven't become real men, <laughs> but there's two purposes in life, in my opinion. The first purpose, you described it. When you're younger, when you're in your 20s and early, and early 30s or mid-30s, your purpose in life is to be a provider, a protector, to have courage, to develop temperance, and to have faith. But you do it in a selfless way so that your family is taken care of. As a young man, this is your purpose. Your purpose is to be selfless for your family do what needs to be done without fucking complaining so that your family is taken care of. This is the first purpose of a man. Mm -hmm. The second purpose is what we were talking about earlier. When you get to an age where you have taken care of your family, you have become a good man, you have assets, you have money, you have intelligence, you have wisdom that you did not have in your 20s, and your family is not as dependent on you as it used to be, because they're growing older, you've done what you're supposed to do. Now it's time to be selfish and to go after your real purpose. What 
is the reason you were put on this earth. What will you be remembered for? What is your contribution to this world? But this happens later in life. First, you need to be selfless in order to become selfish. You're so right. So absolutely right. And that is a lovely way of actually putting it. Because when I, I, I meet so many men around me who are who still find it wrong to actually go out there and have a um, have to look after themselves. They are in their 50s, yep. they're in their 60s, they're still working as hard as they did in their 30s, and they are slowly falling apart physically, mm-hmm. bodily. Um, yeah, as well 100%. as mentally, their marriages are going down the gurgler. Yep. They have completely forgotten what the passion was that once drove them. And now it's just a daily grind. So how do we recognize that the next transition, the next transformation is due? You know, this is a part I find very unfortunate today is that there is such a thing as the midlife crisis. There is such a thing that happened to a man. There's a transitional part that happens around 35 to 45, let's call it 40 years old, where a man reevaluates his life. Hmm. He has come to a point where he is not who he was 20 years ago. And the daily grind is not his task anymore. That's not his duty to his family anymore. His duty becomes to himself. And you know, we make such a mockery of it now. Like everybody laughs at people. If you say that you're going through a midlife crisis, because think about it. What do you imagine in your head? You imagine a a fat, short, bald-headed guy that's looking at buying a sports car, divorcing his wife to go date younger women. (laughs) This is basically what we've we've diminished the midlife crisis for men to this. When in fact, it is one of the most beautiful moments in a man's life where he gets to do a lot of introspection in order to remember what his life purpose was. Because we all know what our life purpose is. We might have forgotten over the years because of the grind that we've done for so long. But through taking better care of ourselves, through meditation, through spending time alone, because yeah. this is the number one thing. I just came out of when the pandemic hit in Canada, we were we had a lot of restrictions. And yeah. I lived in the city because all my customers were there. But I had an investment house in the middle of nowhere. I'm a I love the woods. I love to spend time mm. in nature. So I had exactly what you imagine a Canadian would have, like a log house on the top of a mountain. I <laughs> but I rented it out. It was an investment property that I would just rent out to people. And when COVID happened, all our meetings went from face-to-face to to Zoom and team meetings. So I moved out in the woods and I was there for two and a half years, which the first year and a half, I was alone. My girlfriend came to live with me the last year, but for a year and a half, I was by myself with my dog in the middle of nowhere where I can literally walk her for an hour and not meet anybody. And I'm on the main road, walking in the middle of the main road, there's nobody there. (laughs) So for the longest time, the only people I would see are the people at the grocery store when I went. So I could could spend days, weeks if I wanted without seeing anybody, Hmm. but this is where the magic happens. This is where that inside voice that we mute and put aside because we're so distracted by everything. 
absolutely finally starts talking to you and mm -hmm. it starts into a way that you don't have a choice but to pay attention because there's nothing else there's no more distraction it's just that voice and yourself so through meditation through uh psychedelics through elevating your mind you learn what your purpose is because it's there it's just a matter of you sitting down closing your eyes and paying attention to yourself and you'll find out what your purpose is and again this comes when the time is right because certainly i yeah. i uh, started martial arts with jujutsu and there was always a, a meditation component there a yeah. calming down uh component there and it was beautiful but it was then i was not ready to actually accept it for what it was this peace and quiet yep. nowadays meditation is a very different story a very different different ah uh, different tool that i'm using in a far more intentional way than than i did there in the past but that's the magic word you said it it's intentions hmm. everything that i do now is done with intention I do things because of what they bring me and what I bring to the world. This is why I do it. Yeah. This is why I also think that a, a grown man, 35 to 45, like a mature man should have a meditation practice, mm -hmm. should be, you should at least in, in the book that I just wrote is one of the suggestions that I, it's not only a suggestion. I'm literally saying that if you're not going to do this, you might as well burn that book but you need to spend time alone. Mm. As a man, take two weeks off, leave your phone alone, rent a cabin in the middle of nowhere, bring nothing else than books yeah. that you've always wanted to read, but you've never made time to do it and go by yourself and spend two weeks alone. Yeah. It's, not, it's not feasible for most people to do two and a half years like I did. That doesn't make sense to most people. <laughs> and I understand that, but you don't need that much time, yeah. but you do need to give yourself the time you need in order to search deep within. So true, so true. Uh, I would say uh, it is like with a workout. The first time you do a workout, you don't know what to do and, and it's all chaotic yep. and it takes you shitloads of time. Um, down the line, you have figured out what actually works, what doesn't work. So those moments can actually be shorter to a degree that, for example, a long shower can give you yep. that meditation. Uh, sitting for half an hour, an hour in a, in a jacuzzi, in a spa pool, uh, can give you that calmness. Walking your dog, not just bimbling along, but actually intentionally spending that time there, that can give you that calmness. And your body loves it. Your soul loves it. Once it actually figures out that you're actually trying to treat yourself, it, it's like like a little toddler coming out wanting to play. Yes, come on, I've got some good ideas. And it's beautiful. It, there's a we are we're a society that's become so over specialized that we imagine everything is siloed. All of the things that happens to us is siloed. So we treat the body as one component. Mm. We treat our mind as a second one, and then we treat our spirit as a third one. Yeah. But we forgot that it's holistic, that the mind... So your body, I treat my body the best way that I can so that my mind can operate at its best capacity possible. Mm. 
my body is a machine. I do not treat food with emotion. I treat food as I would do gas in a car. It's fuel for the engine of my car to work as best as it can so that it can bring me from point A to point B. No difference. My body needs to be in the best shape possible mm. to allow my mind to operate at the highest capacity that it can. There is no way in hell that your mind will ever be as strong as it can be if your body is filled with garbage. If you treat your body like garbage, your mind will be cluttered with garbage. And then through meditation, through faith, through psychedelics, you use your spirit to interconnect your body to your mind and to do everything in a conscious way. Because one of the things that we're not teaching people anymore is the reason behind meditation. A lot, Most people believe that meditation is to calm you down. Meditation is to be aware of the present moment and nothing else. To be sitting with yourself, with all the distraction possible around you, but without paying attention to those distractions and paying attention to you. And there's um, there's a meditator that I cannot remember his name, but he's a neuro he's a neuroscientist on top of it. So he's analyzed a lot of the brain under meditation, yeah. under MRI to see what was happening physically. But what, he said something that completely changed my practice. He, he, he says, let it come, let it be, and let it go. Absolutely. We're always yeah. in the belief that we need to not think about anything when we're meditating, but this is impossible. Yeah. You're always going to have thoughts. The point is not to, to obsess about the thoughts. So whatever yeah. comes, let it come sit with it let it be yeah. and once it's done let it go that's that's all it is and that's all you need to be able to do and as i was saying earlier this is what the funniest i i, I think it's absolutely fucking ironic that the hardest thing for a man to do is to do nothing <laughs> how many times have i proposed to people to meditate but they're like i can't just sit there for five minutes doing nothing Exactly. <laughs> what's harder? What's easier than doing nothing? It makes no sense. It's so, it's it's ironic. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. No, you you don't. Maybe, uh, maybe in such uh, people, maybe think about you don't do anything. Uh, you don't do nothing. You actually, let's say, you are in the shower. Feel how the the water is running over your hair, or in our case, <laughs> over our skin. Yeah. Our scalp. You know? <laughs> yeah. Our scalp. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, feel the warmth. Feel the your your soles of the feet uh, pressing on the tiles. You know all those kind of things. Pay attention to the here and now, not of yesterday or what you need to do tomorrow, but the here and now. Practice that, and that practice one minute. And then that's cool. Brilliant. And tomorrow, another minute. Then maybe next day, maybe two minutes, you know? So it is, instead of making it this kind of, ooh, sitting on the top of a mountain in a perfect lotus yeah. position yeah. with a rock up your yeah. ass. No, 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 no. You can just do this kind of living in the presence right now. And that is, and the, the more you practice it, the easier it will become. The more, e the easier it will be for you to be distracted and say, "Oh, hello, Ford," and then let it go, 
And that's absolutely fine without any emotions attached to it. Now, the moment you actually achieve that, could you imagine that also another wave might come that's called anger? And you see that wave coming? You might not like it, just like like in the ocean. There's a wave coming there. You can you can be angry at this wave. You wave, stay away from me. Do you think this wave will give a toss? No, it will come, it will wash over you. You might as well either just accept it or play with it. Uh, maybe surf it, maybe body surf it, dive underneath it, whatever it is. Um, it will come. This wave of neurochemicals washing over you will come. So maybe let it come, feel it, let it go. It sounds so so simple, but so is lifting a big weight. Well, if you have never lifted even a small a small <laughs> a small uh, dumbbell, then <laughs> forget it. <laughs> but six months down the line, you are throwing these weights around as if there's nothing. Okay, so here we are. See, th this is a good point you're making. One of the most powerful thing that a man can do is start working out. Uh, through working, I've been working out five to six times a week for 20 years. I can probably think on one hand the amount of the amount of weeks that I didn't work out through the past 20 years. And that's with I've had knee surgery, I'd have ankle surgery, I'd have elbow surgery. I've worked out with a broken arm, broken fingers, broken ankles. Doesn't matter. It does not matter. You can always work out. And What's beautiful about it is not just the body that you develop, is that you have a direct feedback loop. Mm -hmm. You're doing something every day and you're seeing a change, a physical change that you can see directly in the mirror. Before you know it, you, you've become disciplined. Mm -hmm. become you, before you know it, it is part of your life and you can't see your life without working out. And then... If you do like I do, I've added a meditation practice at the end of every single workout yeah. because it occurred to me that I'm at the gym, I'm pumping. So my 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 hormones are to the floor. I'm pumped up. I'm listening to music that's pumping me up so that I can push heavier and heavier weights. And then I go back into the world. Think about, I don't know if you have dogs, but I've trained a few dogs in my life. If you're playing rough with a dog, you need to show him to calm down before you put him back into the world because that's where dog attacks mostly happen is when a dog is so hyper that he thinks he's still playing, something happens, he reacts, and it's more aggressive than it should be. We're no different. So I will not allow myself to go back into the world without having first calm my mind down, calmed my body down to mm. say, okay, workout is done. Now breathe in, breathe out relax everything then we can go with intentions to the rest of my day beautiful exactly again this intention hey guys, if you're listening there i mean the, the it must be only about the 20th or 30th time that we use the word intention maybe there is something to it guys <laughs> so before it's you everything. reach a purpose in your life um maybe it becomes important that you actually focus in from from wherever you are in your head to the here and now and that it's is the most important thing it's mm -hmm. the most important you know there's this there was this picture online that i've seen years ago it was a guy with his dog singing at the top of a mountain and then there's two bubbles like cartoonish bubble around displaying what they're thinking 
the guy has money, his car, his wife, his family, his job. The dog has the exact representation of what he's seeing. So he's just seeing a mountain with trees and nothing else. So this is what intention is. Living consciously in the present is what um, is what meditation allows you to practice. Yeah. And then, as you said earlier, you know, when you are used to living or you, you're, you're capable of living in the present moment, you can understand how your body feels when it's running perfectly, when everything is undisturbed, when everything is just, you know, at their base, everything is running super smoothly. Everything is great. So that the next time you lose patience, the next time you get excited, the next time there's something that troubles your good level of feeling, you know it right away. You can recognize, you know, in martial art, they they will teach you to do a movement so many times that not only do you learn it, but you cannot do it wrong anymore. (laughs) And as soon as you do it in a way that it shouldn't be done, you know it right away. It feels weird. You're just like, what the hell did I just do? This does not feel right. This is what meditation allows you to feel is how you run in a perfect situation. So as soon as you are troubled, you feel it and you develop the capacity to step back and say, okay, what the hell is happening right now? Why am I feeling this way? Before you simply react and do something really stupid. Could not agree more. Yes, yet I am then confused. If we accept that, that our goal, our our most beautiful serenity moment, yep. why then use uh, psychoactive substances to expand your mind? Quotation mark. Uh, why? Where would uh, psilocybin or or other similar uh, mind altering drugs uh, come in? What? What do you make out of that? Very easy. I can explain it to you. <laughs> it's uh, so from in psych. I'm a big fan of psychology. I worked in sales for so long, and probably out of the 300 books that I've read in my life, 100 is about psychology. Okay. So th- there's a principle in psychology that explains that in your prefrontal cortex at the at the age of about five years old, it's it's a general. It's a general principle, but around five years old, your mind starts to develop some type of filter. So every single information that is perceived through your five senses, your eyes, your your nose, your ears, your touch, and your taste gets filtered through that filter. And it is responsible. We call it your subconscious mind, if you will. Mm. It starts taking decisions for you. It starts seeing what Mm. really matters to you. And what doesn't matter, what can be turned into an automatic response will become an automatic response. Think about when you're crossing a door. You know that there's a handle somewhere. You just grab the knob. Next thing you know, you're on the other side. You don't have, unless the the handle is at a very weird place on the door, you don't even need to think about it. You see a door. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, your hands on on the doorknob, you turned it and you're on the other side. This is your filter. This is your subconscious mind. It knows what you need to pay attention to and what you do not. And what you do not, what's really repetitive, your subconscious mind will take care of it. And this starts developing at five years old. And upwards, you start adding and adding and adding and adding. And 
because we're so unaware, because we don't pay attention, we're not conscious about ourselves, we don't realize that we're doing them automatically. Mm. What, what substances like psilocybin, ayahuasca allows you to do is remove that filter. If you've never done psychedelics, you can see sounds, you can taste colors because your brain does not filter everything through your prefrontal context anymore. It is under MRI machines, they have studied the brain and the way it reacts under psychedelics. And all of the portions of your brain can now talk to each other without having to go through one specific place where they need to be filtered. Mm -hmm. So this somehow, I like to say that it recalibrates your antenna. Imagine that your brain or your mind is a big antenna. You receive information and you put information out there, mm -hmm. but it's always at a very specific frequency. When you're under psych psychedelics, it's like that frequency, that radio is tuned to very different frequencies where you're capable of perceiving things that your subconscious mind would have filtered out for you because it what it believes that it's not relevant to you. Mm. And to me, the reason I do psychedelics, I do it, I've probably done it about five times over the past two years, I would say. I did a session before I left Canada on this trip. My, I initiated my girlfriend to ayahuasca, but the reason I personally do it is to enhance my meditation practice. Mm. There's certain states, I like to call them vibrating. There's a certain state of vibration that I've hit over meditation. And there's one particularly that I'm thinking about that I've only hit about four or five times in 10 years of meditating. And I was never able to understand what it was until one specific ayahuasca trip where I spent four hours in that state of mind and that vibrating. Mm. And I understood what it was. It was pure love. The best way I could describe it to you, and this is going to sound crazy to the people out there that's never done psychedelics, but I was in the arm of God that turned out to be for my mind was a woman and I was being taken care of like a mother would soothe a newborn. So for four hours, I felt the love of a mother for their newborn baby. And I don't think that there's more, there can be a more intense type of love on this planet than motherly love for their children. So psychedelics allows me that there's certain state of mind that I acquire or that I'm capable of reaching through meditation or through mm -hmm. just being aware that I cannot explain. And because that, I don't know if it's because it removes that filter or what, how exactly psychedelic works. Cause nobody can tell us that we never know what to expect mm -hmm. when you go on a trip, but every single time I learn something that enhances my meditation practice that enhances my consciousness on my day-to-day -day life. There's always something that gives me answers to questions that I might have because one, I don't know for you, but one of the things that I do, one of the type of, I do four types of meditations. I do self-hypnosis twice a day. I do visualization. 
I do calming down, especially after my workouts. Mm. But there's another type of meditation that was taught to me under psychedelics. This is fucked up what I'm saying, but it is, I meditate under psychedelics. I will be by myself, lotus position, and I'll be meditating as I'm in a completely different state of mind. And that type of meditation has taught me how to get answers to all of my questions. So let's say that I have something I'm working on. Let's say something happens in my life that I don't know the meaning. Mm -hmm. I can go into a certain state of mind where I will ask questions. I'm literally putting my questions out there to the universe. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get answers right away. Sometimes there's a voice that talks into my head that is my voice but it is not me speaking. There's something that's talking to me. And I, I don't know what it is. I don't claim to know. And I don't really care what it is. And sometimes it doesn't come to me weeks at a time. Sometimes I, it takes me a year to figure it out. But it always starts by the same way that I can have the capacity. I have learned how to put it out there in a way that I will always obtain an answer. This is what psychedelics has done to me. This is the biggest gift mm. that psychedelics has given me is the capacity to obtain answers to every single questions that I have. Mm. For me, this would be a very tempting thing to do. Tempting in probably a negative way because if I feel so much love at times when maybe things are a bit hard, and maybe things are a bit tricky. The question mm -hmm. then would be, well, why don't I want to stay, stay there? That's the same that I as an anesthetist see as a risk when we treat chronic pain uh, with powerful uh, opiates. Uh, unfortunately, yep. it is the these opiates do not only uh, help with the, the physical pain, but it also helps a lot with the emotional pain. So Absolutely. if there is so much love there, why not stay there? Again, it all comes down to consciousness. Mm -hmm. As I said earlier, there is the greatest teacher is not love, but is pain. There's that's why I'm such a fan of the Buddhist of Buddhist texts and Buddhist philosophy. There is great good, there is very bad evil, but always choose the middle way always understand that there is two sides to the to the mm. same coin mm. that there's always going to be a hill but behind the hill there's always an area that dips in it's always it's never it's never what i think it's albert einstein that said that there's only two constant in life change and people's stupidity but those are the <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the, that's for sure serious seriously though the the ultimate constant in life is change you need the good in order mm. you need sorry you need True. the bad in order to understand what good is because if you always live in good you don't know that good what good is we talked a lot about purpose and i think that is such a bloody good keyword because that is really the focus of your of your first book isn't it because as we all are trying to figure out who we are we also come to a point that we actually want to to leave a legacy and we want to reach 
more lives. You want to impact more lives. And that is your journey this year. Tell us a bit about your books and about the upcoming plans. Uh, well, the book is about what I've learned over the past two and a half years of isolation, how I rediscovered, you know, one of the most important thing that a man can do, especially in, let, let's call it 40, is to rediscover who they are. Because mm -hmm. we, we're not the same people we were when we were 20 years old. And we get stuck in that day to day grind for so long that we forget who we are. We've been selfless for so long that mm. we are not in touch with who we are anymore. Mm. So rediscovering who you are is always the first part. And a big component to that as we touch so much is really the meditation portion, spending time alone with you, with yourself to see what that low voice is telling you that the next step is because you know what it is. Then comes the time where you need to grow a pair of balls and actually go after it. Because this is the hardest part. It's it's easy to figure out what you're supposed to be doing. Now, taking a risk. If I, if I told you, for example, that, uh, okay, you have 500 grand of equity in your house. Awesome. Let's cash it out and let's start a business. If I told you as a coach, how would you feel? Most people would be like, are you fucking crazy? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But yet, how are you supposed to move forward? What What's the point of acquiring all that knowledge and money? If you're not going to use it to better yourself, to better the life of the people around you. Because as you said, I my girlfriend does not work because it is my job to be a provider. But I want to put my family in a situation where my future kids don't have to work. Hmm. I want to make sure that they have all the best of life that I did not have. Hmm. And this needs to be done. And this is only going to be done through purpose. You will, if you find or follow the path to your personal legend, as I like to call it, you will never be wrong. Everything that's led through your heart, mm -hmm. your purpose is something that is shining through your heart and not logic. We're very logical people as men, but we need to learn to listen to that little voice. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do in my book. I split it into five different steps. Get to know who you are. Get to know what your personal legend is through meditation. Learned how to make it happen. I don't care about the how per se, but I show people how to mm. self-hypnotize, how to put it into their subconscious mind so that instead of you having to figure out everything, teach your brain or your subconscious mind to do it automatically for you. Then grow a pair of balls and do what needs to be done. And then it's just a matter of fucking making it happening. Like it's, it's really, life is simple. We make it complicated because we want to believe that life is complicated. Yeah. But at the root, life is fucking simple. Yeah. All you need is purpose, balls, and discipline. Mm. That's about it. That's the solution for your life right there. Exactly. Exactly. And it is actually all of these things, they sound weird when you, it's the first time when you're thinking about them. Yo, yeah. Once oh, yeah. you have actually played it within your mind a little bit with it, yep. you actually figure out, okay, what is my purpose right now? What is the purpose of, maybe it's not smaller even, what is the purpose of today, of this afternoon? Mm -hmm. You have just listened to this beautiful podcast. Um, 
you know that you will press the like and subscribe button because you, you figure out, hey, this is already something really needs to be done because there's so much good shit coming out of this podcast. Um, no, but then what? So now, what is the purpose of you this afternoon? It might be actually to spend some beautiful intentional time with your uh, with your loved one. Uh, that might be your children. That might be your uh, your your partner. Just spend actually some intentional time there, and that might be the biggest biggest thing that you could possibly do. And imagine that this is a start. So with that, once you actually put that into action you've actually you've you've you feel that that feels good and now imagine you actually do that with maybe a little bigger thing a bit bigger thing and suddenly the 500,000 equity um is no longer such a scary kind of thing because you actually have proven to yourself you've worked up to it you've practiced in the gym the weights and you now know that you can actually lift that weight. It will be a struggle, but it, you can lift it without hurting yourself. Well, it's the same with us living intentionally and taking on more and more uh, responsibilities. Maybe the wrong word. Um, we are more and more believing in, in ourselves. And with that increasing confidence, that comes from a lifelong of life uh, full of bad decisions, probably, and whatever the past has brought, it is now that matters. Whatever the past has brought you, well, the past is the past. Now is is finding the purpose, finding your balls. They might have shriveled a bit by now, but hey, they, they can grow again, man. Honestly, yep. but at least believe me, believe me. And the past does not equal the future. It doesn't matter. Okay, here, Nico, you have trained every bloody day of your life. Um, there's so many of our viewers and listeners out there who say, well, you know, uh, the last time when I worked out, I was 25. Uh, yep. there's, the 80s were still alive and kicking. Yeah, exactly. So what? So what? Go for a walk, man. Go out there and just, you know, do something. And you suddenly create that habit of doing things, not just thinking about them. Don't do analysis paralysis. Try to figure oh, out Jesus. exactly what. No, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And learn from it. So here you are. And Nico is the classic example. Here he has always thought about writing a book, didn't really know how to go about it. And it's pretty hard when you work 80, 100 hours a week trying to do one business after the other and or parallel often enough. And but now he has said, fuck that. He is he is going out there and he is creating a platform to impact people and help other men to become the better versions of themselves. And that takes balls <laughs> where I come from. <laughs> How do you deal with imposter syndrome, man? I mean, it is here you are growing your show. Here you are putting yourself out there as an author. Um, what about your self-doubts? I, I have none. I, I don't doubt what I... Bullshit. Seen. Bullshit. No, nope. because nope. one, one thing, one thing, probably the most important part to me is the faith that I have. The day that you discover what your purpose is, and I'm not saying what you would like to do, what you were meant to nice. do, what you were nice. put on this earth to do, 
Nice. I do not questioning. I do not question it at all. Zero. I have no doubt that what I'm doing is exactly what I should be doing. And I don't nice. waste my time convincing myself that this is what I should be doing. I have faith in myself. I know that there's something greater at work than myself, than you, that has put me here for a reason. Nice. And I'm just listening to my heart. And my heart has never been wrong. Not what, The only time I've been wrong in my life is when I did not listen to my heart. <laughs> and my heart is telling yeah. me that this is what I'm supposed to do. Nice. I'm not questioning it. I'm not nice. doubting it. I'm just doing it. That's it. Nice. There's nothing more to it. There's no fucking secret to this hmm. except believing in yourself and in your purpose. It's that simple. Every single time that you will do what you're meant to do, it will happen. There's no questions about it. There's no if buts or there's nothing it's just it's you know i'm not even i don't even believe that it's gonna happen it's it's been written already it's already done <laughs> i just need to get there it's just a nice. matter of time <laughs> beautiful do you have a, an idea when your first book is coming out yeah, the ebook is on amazon but give me i'm waiting on the distribution because yeah. i started my own because uh, my book sounds very holistic, but I swear a lot in my book. I talk about context, a concept that people don't like. Like there's a lot of, uh, I speak about gender roles. I speak about what a man is supposed to do compared to a woman. We have Ooh. different roles. So instead of trying to find a publisher to publish it for me, I actually started my own publishing house. So <laughs> this is just the first book because the second one is going to be He's got, it's going to be controversial and the third one is going to be controversial. So, But soon I'm going to be looking for other author, other male authors that are talking to men, especially, like especially. And so, yeah, um, it's a matter of time. It's with the distributor right now. They just need to approve the, um, the formatting for print. But as soon as it's approved, which should be in the next couple of days, Beautiful. it's going to be available on... Amazon, Barnes and Noble is going to be available wherever you think that you can buy a book. It's going to be there. And the audiobook should be available within the next couple of weeks. I, I got the first previews a couple of days ago. It's going to be awesome. It's so cool to hear somebody else talk your words. It's very strange, but it's very cool. <laughs> uh, so very within good. a couple of weeks, like mid-February, yeah, everything should right. be out there and, uh, and available. And you guys hear that already. I mean, we're recording here on the 4th of February. By the time this interview goes live, it will be mid-March. Um, so oh, there you go. You guys It'll be just, out by then. Guys, look down there into the description of the YouTube video and of the yep. podcast because the links to the book is down there. I for sure uh, want to read that book. <laughs> I want to to uh, learn some good, decent new swear words. Come on. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but also, yep. no, there's this, this is live. This is life. And even if there are controversial things, even more importantly, because they are controversial things, it makes us think, it makes us feel, it yep. makes us appreciate our opinions. It gives us 
the right and the choice to review our opinions. Maybe they they are no longer really what servers or or yeah. maybe they are no longer your opinions. Maybe they have always been someone else's opinions. And you now finally, with you transforming and becoming this different man, you might also actually say, hey, actually, I own a different opinion. And whilst my wife might disagree or my, my brother might disagree, I don't care, actually. This is me. This is the new me. And that is the beautiful thing. You can reinvent yourself. No one says that just what, what, who you were yesterday needs to be the man who you will be tomorrow. On the contrary, that's what we are saying. The past does not equal the future. We are here to make, we have got the duty to develop ourselves. Change is a given so we might as well utilize that change uh, to propel us forward, to be the catalyst to our own development, to our own transformation. And you can either get thrown around like a cork by waves, or you can learn how to swim and deal with the waves and actually uh, steer a certain direction. Um, that is that is what I have decided to do. Um, I lived the last eight years like that. I'm hooked on it. It is an amazing journey, guys. So, you know, what Nico is saying, I 100% subscribe to. And why don't you guys come along for the ride? Get his book. Have a look at my books, My Steps to Sobriety there. Um, there are other projects that we both are working in. Um, and it is always room for improvement. Whatever, whatever situation you're in, it, however dark it is, first of all, trust us, there is hope. Things will change. Those feelings will pass, whatever they are right now. And there is this intentional living waiting for you. There's the, the choice waiting for you. Grab the choice by its balls and make, make a choice that, is, that helps you to become the new you. And if you need any help, just buy Nico's book. Come on, I do it. I will read it. Okay, so let's see where that leads us. And who knows, in a year or two years time, you are on my show, on his show. Um, and, and, and we are talking to each other and say how far we have come. Nico, we, did, we talked about you as an author, but you're also a show host. You have got a podcast yourself. Tell us about that one. Yeah, I do a podcast that's uh, where I speak. I do podcasts and I do a lot. Of, I started doing a lot of lives too, but... I speak, they're, they're more targeted at younger men because at the end of the day, my, my purpose is to help young men become good men and good men become great. And especially men that grew up without a father. Mm. So, a so what I do in my podcast is I introduce people to entrepreneurs, fighters, through people that's been through a lot of adversity in their lives and showing i i want to show young men that whatever your past is whatever you had to overcome we are meant to be baptized under fire men are supposed to have battle wounds we're supposed to have scars we're supposed to have a past that has forged us yeah. and it's there's no way there's no way to grow without pain and suffering and this is what I want, I want to show people. I want to show where humble beginnings mm. to where those people are today. So I just want to inspire the people I talk to is people that I that I know I might not know, 
but that have accomplished things that have followed their dreams that just became what they wanted to become no matter the past no matter the cards they were dealt hmm. beautiful absolutely beautiful so guys look down there into the description of the youtube video you find all of nico's links out there and don't be shy is all we can say take action and uh, if you don't know how and if your compass is not yet tuned in right, then it's fine. Then let's listen to, to the people that he brings on, listen to the people that I bring on, get in touch with us. And, and let's see where we all can go. And I am convinced if we work on ourselves first and then work in our immediate environment, we can make this world a better place. We can change this world. It bloody well needs it right now. So therefore, we might as well grow strong men who can deal with the, the rubbish out there and and become even stronger men, even better versions of themselves. Nico, you're an amazing man. Uh, it was a fantastic interview. I'm incredibly grateful that you came onto my show. It was an honor. It was a privilege. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. The pleasure was all on this side of the pond. <laughs> and you guys out there, look after yourself and live with passion. Okay? Bye. I never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Turn around.